0: Welcome, 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 welcome! Glad to be here. It's awesome to be here. Here we go. Yellow. You're listening to the Ordinary Radicals podcast. Why did you say yellow? Is that a color you're uh, you appreciate or don't people say that? Like yellow, yellow, like hello, but yellow. Why that color though? It's almost like, you know, some people say America, but they say like America. They drop the A. But I think other colors are yellow is a beautiful color. I, I'll give
1: you that. But like, what if people said
0: pink? But that wouldn't work because hello, like you drop the H. Like America, America, oh. hello, yellow. Like, so it's not like why, but like yellow. It
1: takes the Japanese guy to teach me English. I get it. Oh, there you go yeah yeah so something I haven't brought up um, as we get talking here you bust your head some time ago.
0: I know I've only like, seen you
1: twice since then why
0: it like it like flew away like
1: as it's... a bald man I take high offense at you buzzing off what God has given you
0: Hey I just want to be cool like you brother. No, yeah, there's nothing
1: is. cool about being follically challenged. <laughs> we are underrepresented in the media. There are no superheroes besides The Rock. And you have to look at his muscles so you don't look at his head. You know, I, I don't know, man.
0: Hey, man. Hey, you know, eventually I'm going to probably start wearing cowboy hats like you right here. Dallas you know,
1: cowboy I mean, hat. You really need to oh, differentiate. Because, oh. you know, the Dallas Cowboys, they're, they're going to go all the way this year. <laughs> we uh, Cowboys fans have a Christian cowboy fan knows faith. Because we have faith every year. Oh wow! And then they let us down, and then we have faith again. So yeah, makes us stronger Christians.
0: Yeah, yeah. This year the Chiefs, um, they've lost. Bless their heart. So is that that's your a... is that a team you enjoy,
1: or you're just saying that because of residency?
0: Uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, yes, and yes.
1: Oh okay. Yes. Are you watching uh, the World Cup?
0: Yes. Oh my goodness! Are we really going to talk about this right now?
1: I don't know. You can't. Oh, uh,
0: Japan. <laughs> We could have totally won with the penalty. That was that was sad. That was it so was sad. a blown call type deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but okay, Croatia, they did good, but they lost against Argentina. And I wasn't surprised by that. But Croatia was draw pretty much with Spain. Isn't that crazy? But they won with penalty. Yeah. So, I mean, proud of my country, but oh well. America. If we make, you know, 16, we're, we're solid. We had yeah. a great year. Yeah, it was a great year. <laughs> it was a anyway, good, that so. was a good run for it. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Yeah, today. Hey, so I was thinking about something like, for instance, uh, it doesn't happen very often, but let's say there's a scenario that you know a friend walking with the Lord, walking in faith, um, committed, but suddenly something happened in life and they turn around and they have become... Wayward Christian.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: Da, da, da. So, let's say the scenario is like husband and wife. Okay. The wife is committed marriage. The husband denies Christ and denies that Christ is divine. He's not God. And it's such a stress on the marriage. This is awful. Children are involved. And what do they do? They they you know it's not a biblical marriage anymore and this and this and that can you win back a wayward christian Mm. can somebody really deny the faith that once and for all given to the saints and yeah i mean that and alone how how do we have a convert conversation like you know as a pastor how do you converse and evangelize share the gospel or even defend the faith with somebody who's denying that jesus is christ The Son of God. Mm. Yeah,
1: your scenario in itself is is interesting because that really is the most common scenario. Is a husband has turned? Uh, That's what I see, and often the wife stays faithful. Mm -hmm. Now, the the problem of what you're saying is, I need to know more. Like, are they members or what? Because. In the scenario you're saying i can see the wife coming to talk to me Mm -hmm. and then asking me to talk to her husband Mm -hmm. right and so that's where it gets difficult because he's never going to make that step or probably not going to make that step Mm -hmm. she's doing it for him and we can't live anyone else's faith for them so it's it's a what a nitty muddy circumstance
0: you're bringing up that we see all the time yeah yeah i mean i mean seriously i mean you know i mean over the radical radical podcast wants to talk about leadership, discipleship, missional and church health. I mean, this is a missional aspect, right? Like outreach and having shared the gospel with the lost. I mean, is he lost or is he not? Or he just kind of, kind of strained away. He's on the exile journey and he's going to come back eventually. I mean, what does the Bible have to say? Any of that?
1: Yeah. So you're going to turn to Hebrews, aren't you?
0: Yep. Hebrews chapter six yeah, talks about much. warning against the falling away. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about the Christ and go to the maturity not leading again to the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith in God and teaching about uh, the rituals, washing and the lying on the hands and the, the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits, for it is impossible to renew to repentance for those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, who shared in the Holy Spirit. Wow. I mean, like the first couple verses. Can you says. read that last line again? It says, it's impossible to do what? Impossible to renew to repentance. Those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift.
1: So there's different ways to view this passage. As you know, there are going to be those pastors that say, well, someone over here who's acting as, in this way was never truly saved. You hear that all the time. Yeah.
0: There's like four different interpretations. Yeah, based absolutely.
1: On this one. So that's, that's one. Um, My personal belief is you can be a Christian and you can absolutely turn your back on God and numb yourself to him if you want to. That's what I believe. And I think the key to that verse that you just said is it's impossible for us to restore them, even if we try. We should try, but that doesn't mean it's impossible for them to be restored in their own faith when their heart has been melted and they surrender to the Lord. Mm. So that's where I would fall on that. And that's where it gets nasty because you're talking to someone, for some reason, they've turned their back on God. So instead of saying, your faith is, is messed up, my idea is I would talk to them about why their faith is messed up. Let's get to the bottom of what happened in your life. Mm-hmm. So that's the direction I would go.
0: Yeah, I mean, famously, the first stance you talk about, it's like, what, John MacArthur, you know, he writes many yeah. of them. Uh, commentators, a very Reformed background, and you know what? I think it makes sense. I, he talks about this issue of lordship salvation, mm-hmm. right? easy believism, and he talks about the issues that uh, these churches have made, you know, because they're so into the numbers of salvation and baptism and okay. membership and so forth that they have watered down the gospel, and they made it so easy, like the ABC jumped through the hoops, and therefore when they go to, you know, for instance, I mean, if parents are listening right now, they're thinking about, what about my high school? you know son who went to college Mm -hmm. and turned away from the faith is he ever going to come back and so forth right i mean like what somebody said the statistics i know it's an urban legend but like 85 percent of these students who go from high school go to college would never come back to the faith okay well that i mean statistically studied too like how they gather information all that you know we've done uh empirical research you know and doctoral work so we know how that works but um I mean you may be perhaps thinking about that yeah john macarthur's argument is saying that well they really never believed in the gospel because uh if they truly believed they would never walk away you know he would begin a good work in you hebrews uh philippians 1 7 right would complete until the day of jesus christ right so so but in this case uh the kind of like the example i talked about i mean wow that's really harsh to say to the husband who really gave his life to Jesus and maybe was a faithful leader committed to teaching Sunday school and okay. suddenly turned around did he really not believe wow that's hard and your argument uh, what you talked about is that people can turn away towards away from god yeah harden their hearts and 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 walk as as like a rebel is that right
1: yeah and i think that's one of the saddest um, ways to come uh, to to travel in your faith, because the reality of what that would be is they were truly saved, and now they are denying the holiness of God within their own heart. So it takes a constant struggle within yourself. And on the outside, you're going to say things like, I don't believe anymore. I don't care. Inside, you really do, even if you're denying it to yourself. But your actions may show that too. Um, and I think, you know, I, I try to have empathy on people because Anybody who understands what a what is a lament, Jonathan. Whenever I say the word lament, what does that mean?
0: I mean, I think about the Psalms. You yeah, know, they're grieving, right? Right. Yeah. And
1: so, if you've ever been at the at the depths of despair in a lament, which the majority of Psalms are not happy, there there's a lot of lament throughout them. You can look at God and say, "I don't like you right now," and I think that quickly can become, "I don't like you." No, I don't even believe in you, and I think that's a lament of the heart. So there are issues that I can see that we need to be empathetic towards people. Um, But then there are issues sometimes whenever the guy is just an absolute jerk and we have to deal with that too within the church.
0: Yeah, you know, I do think, you know, grieving the Holy Spirit is truly a thing that people can do or they have, they they quench the Holy Spirit. I mean, like you can go scripture after scripture, scripture, talk about that. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit will convict you. Right. right, And I think that's an argument of the first stance you're talking about. The The people who say they were never saved, in a sense, they're saying they were unregenerate. Like the Holy yeah. Spirit didn't come. They were sealed by the Holy Spirit. They were never awakened. Like what? Adoption, right? Dominion of darkness, the kingdom of light. And they'll make a stance saying that, okay, they never had that because of this. And it looked good. I mean, like Matthew talks about the argument of the four soils, right? Like one sea landed on the uh, what? Like the thorns took it and the bird took it and the on the rocks and the one that bare fruit was 30 60, hundredfold you know it looked like but it really wasn't but mm-hmm. I think I do think at times like what Hebrews 12 15, 16 something people can go through a season of life and then the the root of bitterness takes place that's true yeah. right and then because of hurt, pain, grief, anger, the manifestation of the fruit of it looks like a genuine not born-again Christian but the Holy Spirit does dwell within them. They're gonna the companion, the perikneos, the one who walks alongside, is going to convict them and bring them back to the Lord. Um, so, so that's kind of hard. But I think again, like I'm, let's go back to the scenario we talked about uh, about the marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. the wife, you know, let's say most of the time, the wife comes to the pastor, and says, "What should we do? Um, is this grounds for divorce? Um, what should I do? He wants to lead in a way that's not honoring to the Lord. Um, my children are going to be living in sin. What should I do, Pastor?" Uh, I think you should talk to him, and you know maybe share the gospel because I don't know if he's saved or not, and this and this and that. In those times, you know, what 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 would your approach be, Brandon? Well, first
1: we're gonna we're gonna meet, and uh, I'm gonna schedule some time because <laughs> it's yeah, gonna take a sure. little while. Yeah. Uh, when I sit down with this person, so the way that I would go about it would be in a more of a counseling way. Uh, if you're listening mm-hmm. and you're a pastor, you can all have a different approach to this, and maybe your approach is totally fine. I'm just telling you my personal approach. In a way of counseling, I would begin talking about things that that drop those uh, those barriers that he's going to put up. Mm-hmm. He knows he's got a conversation to have with the pastor, so he's going to have some barriers up. Well, mm-hmm. let's drop them. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to make fun of his hair. I'm going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Wait, did this just become an intervention for you, John? I'm just joking. (laughs) But I'm going to do those things to drop those barriers. um, And then we'll talk about some deeper stuff, you know. Um, I want to know what he's going through, Mm -hmm. how he's feeling. Mm -hmm. He might just need a shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as men within Christian cultures, we are taught... To, uh, to absorb our own emotion. And mm-hmm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this old adage of boys don't cry. Yeah. Jonathan, what's the, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. wept. John mm-hmm. 1, uh, 11 something. I can't Not remember. Not only do boys cry, God cries. Yeah. And so we should be encouraged to experience emotion. So sometimes it's just they need a person to talk to. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can work through some stuff and say, hey, I'm going to be here with you. That's, that's a totally different experience than maybe someone someone comes in uh, cussing at me and angry and pouring that sort of hatred onto me. That would be something a little bit different,
0: you know? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about the passage in what Proverbs 18, uh, 12 or 13 talks about he who gives an answer before hearing gets foolishness to them, like a stumbling block. And I think that's true. I think for me, I recognize that life is not just a snapshot of a picture, but it's more like a moving movie screen that we're watching. And so I give the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, I'm hearing the story, but let me kind of double check. Mm-hmm. So uh, like you did, you know, I, I I do the same approach. I try to give the benefit of the doubt. And I read that passage and say, hey, I just want to hear your heart. Just want to hear what's going on in your heart and in your mind. Just, hey, tell me what's going on. You know, so I start taking, taking down notes. Mm-hmm. One of the things as even you know, counseling, you know, talking about, I would say, you know, uh, you know, brother, maybe if, if he's a truly brother in Christ or if he's the United Christ, I would say, you know, I, I, you didn't come here overnight, did you? You know, mm. like this, this happened by not maybe weeks, months, years, decades of things that have been going on in your heart. So, hey, it would be silly for us to think like this 60 minute session that we're meeting together, is like a genie and the lamp kind of moment and like, hey, the magic happened and everything went away. So for me, I'm I just saying, hey, just give me some time, you know, like, uh, as we kind of dissect and walk through the narrative mm-hmm. of their stories and just kind of pick up pieces and understand what's going on. Because I think a lot of times people make assumptions. And uh, when you make assumptions, you know, it's it's not a good thing. And I think that's the reason Proverbs 18. It's helpful for us to know that, you know, um, we can't make quick decisions and quick antidotes of solutions. Or like, hey, take these two tablets uh, and, you know, call it good and, you know, let's figure it out. Every circumstance, every situation, every, um, it's different, their stories. So I think, you know, for me too, I'll try to listen and hear what's going on and just kind of go from there, you know, it's good. Yeah.
1: I, it's funny how a Christian mind works. Whenever you said, take these two tablets, I know you're talking about medicine, but I thought of Moses's tablets. You know what? I was thinking about it too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I've been in the word enough, you know? Um, Yeah. But the, the reality is if someone is truly burdened and they are not even wanting to come in a church, you may only have one time to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And so trying to shed light on what they're thinking, because they're going to be thinking the same things uh, generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, God allowed something to happen in my life. Therefore, I don't believe in a God anymore. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm angry because it's always it's, it's event driven. I, I don't ever see someone that's like man my bible study's going good and my prayers are fantastic and now i don't believe in god like it there's something that happened there right mm-hmm. and so there's spiritual warfare at play you may want to talk about mm-hmm. to them about um and they probably don't have a, a solid understanding of some simple systematic theology mm-hmm. and you know who god is
0: and sin and things yeah and you know just real quick i do think you know uh, even in my preaching, what I try to do, I try to present the gospel and try to point them to Christ Yeah. every time. So even in basic meanings, I try to soul the gospel in the conversation. So I'm thinking about the gospel in the sense of Christ's incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, and his return. Yeah. And talk about what he has done for us and the gift that he has provided, salvation in Christ. And that's accepted by belief in the gospel and repentance of our sin. So I try to do that through small ways, like even my testimonies, mm-hmm. or some summoning them to trust in Christ, and I do that whether they're a Christian or not, right. you know, uh, because, um, so, so then I think evangelism comes out, I think the part of the apologetics that's going to come out, which really, I think somebody said, I can't remember, but he said uh, apologetics, uh, in an argument, the goal is to win your, um, win the argument against your opponent. Well, evangelism, apologetics—the goal is to win your opponent to the gospel. Yeah. I just love that because, um, because in a sense, if this person is genuinely unregenerate, we, which we don't know, we need more of the story and the data, or you know, to figure out what what's going on. Um, you know, you're trying to draw them to Christ. You're trying to draw them to uh, who God is, and they may be denying the Trinity. They may say this is a Babylonian myth, made up mm-hmm. human, you know. Makeup story. Well, let's kind of go back to the scriptures and let the scriptures wrestle and deal with some of the things that are going on as you kind of walk through and deal with that, right? Right. Um, So, so there's a sense like if you look at Hebrews 6, yeah, generally they may not never have believed in the gospel or they have hardened their hearts towards God and uh, that would be a very different direction but we can't just assume because they're denying Christ that they were not, they were never saved.
1: Yeah, I like what you're saying, especially about drawing in the gospel. Um, I love what you're saying about Jesus. I remember talking to a group of boys who we were talking about criminals and, and, and preaching Jesus in uh jail system. And they said, what would anybody in jail have anything to do with Jesus? Uh, and I said something like, oh, yeah, Jesus would have no clue what it's like to go on trial. Jesus would have no clue. You know, and you go through these things, and it's like, yeah, Jesus— He relates to all of us. The gospel relates to all of us. Um, And and then there was one more thing I wanted to, uh, to bring up. I think there is restoration that may have to happen with this person, right? Especially because when we are in the thick of it and we are, when our hearts have gotten hardened, as you've said, we may say some things to others about our church and about people. And for restoration to happen, that person probably needs to ask for forgiveness, and explain what's happened. Um, in my opinion, so restoration is always the goal, though,
0: right? Yeah, and I mean the heart of the gospel. Yeah, is absolutely. About restoration, restoring man, what we have fallen in the garden, in yeah. the beginning of Genesis three, and God bringing us back. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. And uh, and and God is all about that, right? Blessed be the God the Father, uh, who is the God of all comfort and God of all mercies, and. Mm-hmm. And I think and God meets us in that brokenness and hurt. And you know, there may be a reason why the husband is acting and saying things. Mm. You know, there may have been, you know, what like counseling, origin, frequency, duration, severity. Like what happened there? You know, and, and it may not be a cause and effect, but there may be a correlation that something was going on in life. Right. Questions and doubts and so forth. And that takes time to dissect. Uh, so you gotta kinda spend a lot of time praying and spending time in God's word and leading them through that. So anyway.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well I'll tell you what. Speaking of bringing back, it's been good to be back with you. Um, it's been good to have this conversation. Uh, we could go on for many podcasts, but I, I think we've got a good start. What do you think?
0: Yeah, there you go. Maybe part two.
1: We'll see. We might have to have a part two. Uh, hey, if you've enjoyed uh, listening to us, would you give us uh, all the hearts and all the stars possible with whatever programming that you're using, whatever media you're using? Uh, we really enjoy the fact that there are people that, and I don't know why you would be crazy enough, but you want to hear us. Probably Jonathan. Probably not me. So, no, But thank no, you no, for that. The
0: Cowboys fan. Cowboys fan, of course. Oh, all the Cowboys fan. Texas yeah. is pretty big, so yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Ciao. See you guys later.